Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about the science, the statistics, the real information surrounding abortion with what's happened in the States with Roe versus Wade being overturned. We thought it would be a good time to sort of reinvestigate what science and actual data has to say about what has happened in this like landmark overruling like what do you even call this landmark backstep like landmark <laughs> I know it's usually like this landmark like it always sounds like something progressive ruling, yeah. ruling. no it's just um yeah depressing America. i guess what's going on it's going all over the world but it's really sad to see it happen so much in america what um, like back like just well we've just been living this like time to go backwards era yeah and i know like well we could talk more about this during our abortion section section but even just that, like, a lot of these policies have been put in motion for a long time. Like, since even Roe v. Wade, like, a lot of Republicans have been working for, like, the last 50 years to f- to do this. And it's been, like, a long effort. So it's kind of, like, depressing to just think of how many sinister things, like, not only this ruling, but the ones that are being rumored to be coming down the pipeline. Just, or the like, EPA one. It's yeah, like, okay, exactly. fine, like, backpedal and be one of the worst countries for climate change, like... Uh, oh well, before okay, let's talk about something positive <laughs> for now. Like, <laughs> before we spiral about America, <laughs> okay, cute America, you're oh destroying everything. God. You're so. <laughs> de- I literally keep vowing as a Canadian. I'm like, don't read American news. Like, don't fall into it. And then it's just like the most intense shit continues to happen. It's like, <laughs> oh, like a bloody shooting. Oh, like yeah. they're overturning Roe v. Wade, and you're just like, I'm trying to focus on Canada, mm-hmm. but you keep doing the most insane things that yeah. I can't stop. Like there, I ha- okay. This obviously isn't going to be like uplifting at all. But there was just a shooting in Denmark where three people died, and then now today is um, July fourth. So there was also this shooting in America, and there were so many comments like Denmark couldn't have it for three hours before America like pulled all the attention. Oh, it's like happened. Like it's so rare to happen in Denmark, and it was like three people have been shot or something like that. But now the news is immediately like there's another mass shooting in America. Oh, I thought you were gonna say something like Denmark just like passed legislation in like 24 hours or something like no, that. No, no, no. I don't know what the outcome of that will be. But <laughs> no, just but it's like it's not. I know it's not even like I don't even want it to be about like news story. It's like I'm sick of news stories that are yeah. about people dying. And you just feel like, regardless if you're American or from another country, I feel like. 
sometimes I want to check out from the news, but then I feel almost guilty and irresponsible, especially because we're like online voices. If we're not saying something, you know what I mean? Sometimes you get caught in this space of like wanting to be informed and wanting to stay up, but also wanting to like lead a life that's not constantly giving you anxiety and making you feel depressed and just like sad. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing about all of this is like, it takes effort to learn about what's going on. A lot of it is very depressing. And then there's sort of this sort of like other, like kind of not like movement. Cause it's not, but it's like, and I, of people being like, Oh, stop being such Debbie downers. I'm like, I'm not trying to be like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like for the last like six years, it feels like it's really hard to just like have moments of like brevity <laughs> because there's always something going on. And it doesn't like, I don't think it's cause that like we're online people and we feel like, like that's interesting. I never thought about how I feel like I have something to say, but I think even if I wasn't, I'd still want to know what's going on even just to like talk with my friends and family and try and figure out where things are at, like Mm -hmm. the reality of the world for me, like parsing it out. But it does feel like that takes effort and all it it does is make you feel bad. (laughs) So it's kind of like, it's extra hard because it feels like so many bad things are happening that it's making it like, you're putting in this effort and then at the end of it, you're like, well, God damn it. Like, why aren't we like, why aren't things progressing? Like we've actually just taken a step backwards with Roe v. Wade. It's like really hard to like deal with, honestly, like to like deal with. (laughs) Can we talk about something positive for a little bit before we get into this? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what is something positive? Tell me something nice. Oh my God. You go first. You go first. I I don't know. Like, Uh, our dog is cute. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to look in the room. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't just, uh, I feel bad having like a fully depressing, sad episode. Well, that's okay. It's kind of like on the topic of it. I guess it's like weird. It's depressing. My What You Learn This Week is uplifting a little bit. Yeah. So maybe we should just go to that side. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, what did we learn this week? All right, I'll start with mine. It's not like super uplifting, but it's just like a nice perspective on something, um, which is dyslexia. And uh, so, dyslexia, I didn't realize, affects upwards of 20% of the population, but it's at like five, 5 to 20%. That's a big wow. range, but maybe it just is like um, dependent on where you are. And obviously, it's typically framed as a learning disorder that makes it difficult to decode text. So people who have dyslexia like often have a harder time translating what they're writing or what they're reading into that comprehensible, uh, what would you say? Like being able to speak it, right? Yeah. Um, or read it. Comprehension. Yeah. Comprehension. Yeah. It's not just comprehension though. Um, oh. And I didn't write like a secondary definition of this, but it is just like how your brain processes information basically. Huh. So, what this study was looking at, though, and what was proposing was that it's interesting that dyslexia affects such a wide uh, diversity of the world's population. A huge swath, all different kinds of people, hmm. uh, and they've realized it's heavily influenced by genetics. And so they're like, obviously, there's got to be some sort of like evolutionary advantage to it. Hmm. In the same way we talk about the gay uncle hypothesis, like sometimes there's things in society that you're like, well, why does that keep persisting if it's such a disadvantage? Cool. Obviously, reading and writing is a relatively new new invention in the first place. So it's not like super relevant to now, but they were just trying to investigate, like, are there differences in people who have dyslexia uh, that compared to the population that doesn't have this um And so what they realize is people who have signs of dyslexia also tend to be better at global 
abstract and spatial reasoning. They tend to be more inventive and are better at predicting outcomes. So the hmm. idea here is that like we're always having a trade-off between uh, when we take in new information and exploitation of existing knowledge, like are we going to, uh, how do I describe this? It's like there's an explorative bias. So people who have dyslexia in general, obviously this is generalized, have an enhanced ability to observe certain realms like discovery, invention, and creativity. Like their brains are more creative, so they're not locked into um, exploitation of existing knowledge. Hmm. So it's kind of like, not that it's one or the other, but some people are more explorative and some people are more exploitative. Exploitative means like you're relying on your past information and explorative means like you're willing to build new constructs. Cool. So almost like how kids are way more explorative. Like yeah. they don't, that's why they can learn things so much faster because they aren't stuck in a construct that's already built. Um, and this tug of war like helps us make decisions because you need to be comfortable with new information you have to accurately predict the outcome. But it's like whether or not you wait until you have all the information and miss your, your snack or get eaten or, or if you're like explorative and can make decisions faster because you're not like trying to build it on something else. Oh my God, you're like the opposite of dyslexic. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, you have the literally. nicest writing. Like, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but whenever I see your writing, I'm like, oh my God. And I can't write. So, but you're I, not dyslexic. I don't, I'm not dyslexic, but I cannot write with my hand which is with like your hand oh, like you just have i have really messy writing like yeah, it's that's true. but i feel like that's almost a product what is that you of um what's the word like you are impatient oh yeah so i think like it's a skill that you don't think is useful to have so you've never spent time oh my god it. i like have so much notes on all the work i'm doing and i cannot read them <laughs> and then i like spend so much time decoding them and i'm like if you had just slowed down and written <laughs> yeah. like at a normal pace you wouldn't spend all this time trying to be like what the hell does that say yeah. and i was a teacher and the kids would be like sir that doesn't that literally is not working. I, is it interesting that oh, it's interesting that you're a teacher or you were a teacher because you they should have like, taught they, penmanship well they do they're like we did in grade why six why didn't you practice no they didn't teach me in, they don't teach you that because they expect you to know how to write and i just <laughs> didn't know how to write and i was like this is an interesting little uh pickle we're in right here in teacher's college because i actually can't write mm -hmm. and then actually there what no it was still smart boards you still actually end up writing a lot it was really bad yeah and i'm actually surprised that you're writing so bad still because you actually even in this modern age, like I don't handwrite that often, but you often do I handwrite everything, you, and yeah, you like why? write morning pages, and you like write you write a lot of stuff down, like you put things on paper. Well, or, the nice thing about morning pages is the whole point is you don't have to read. Them I know, again. but you think like with the amount of like ten thousand hours you definitely got in there, it's just like put some seven hundred thirty six pages. You rush. Is what like it takes more time to write neatly. Yeah, no, that is, we just said that. This is what I'm rushing. And as my hand gets cramped, my writing gets uglier for oh, sure. Your writing is so good. Also, I, all my dyslexic friends are so creative and so funny. There you go. So yeah, obviously this this isn't at all. <laughs> all to my take dyslexic away, friends are funny. <laughs> not to take away from the struggles that can cause and like the um, people feeling insecure or having a hard time in society, but I just thought it was a nice perspective to look at something that many people have to think like, oh okay, that's like it's there for a reason, and you probably. Um, it's trade-off for something else in another beautiful way. Also, like my one dyslexic friend um, says Avril Lavigne, which I think is amazing, <laughs> and Angie G. Jolie. Both of those things that. are creative ways that have stuck in my head since grade nine where I've, like, I've never not Avril. called her Angie G. Jolie. Angie G. Jolie and Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. Like, that's a better <laughs> name. Yeah. It's like, if she was Avril Lavigne. Avril Yeah. Like <laughs> she would still be relevant. Kidding. She still is relevant. I was at her concert a month ago. 
It's slapped, <laughs> as the kids say. Uh, I feel like my brain's kind of shutting down. I'm sorry if that came out like, it, did it make No, it made sense. Okay, it made I was sense. just like panicking. You know when your brain's tired? I was like, oh, I don't know how to describe this. Yeah, yeah, no, it made sense. It made sense. And we're trying to find energy in this goddamn burning world. Yeah. Okay, um, what did you learn? Oh, well, mine's about how we love to, you know, control women's bodies. Oh, cool. beow, 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 beow. And it's not even anything to do with abortion. It's just the oh. way that humanity works. Okay. So it's, um, I learned that in the 1960s, flight attendants known as steward, they were called stewardesses or stewardess. <laughs> Steward um, <I>. <laughs> they had to commit to being fired at the age of 32. So there was age limits to the job. Like that was what they knew they were signing up for. Yeah. They were prohibited oh from marrying, the- which is insane. They were required to wear nail polish. There were weight limits, and in 1972, someone was fired for being 127 pounds. Oh my god! Because she was five two and needed to be 118 pounds. That's so messed up. When was this? So sorry, the 19. It started in the 1960s, but it was in as recent as the 1990s <gasps> when like certain airlines were still phasing out these like weight restrictions, and it was just like. I just, just like, oh That's my God. Crazy. I know that like we've come so far, but it just like, and even yet, with like what this episode's about, it's like, okay, like we, it was just an open, like when airplanes were invented, of course, like men swooped in and were like, women are going to like look a certain way yeah. and like wait on us and like have to be a certain way. And like, we're not even going to bat an eye at that. That's insane. It just like, it, like to me, it's like priming our brains to start thinking about like why this is happening and that like truly women's bodies have and been controlled how, in so yeah, many ways how embedded in society it is in yeah not quest not even question yeah Just, like, that there was decades and generations of people who probably didn't even think of it i mean it makes me stop and wonder like what are the things in 30 years that we'll be utterly shocked or future generations will be that we just like didn't even notice I do think literally overturning Roe versus Wade oh, is going to yeah, be something yeah. that in 30 I mean, like, years, right. people are going to be like, are you kidding? Yeah, but I, I mean, like, but, like but, but you're right. Yeah. Like, you mean just like things that maybe even right now we can't clock. Yeah. And because like, I even think back like to our university years where um, like Britney Spears was going through like that meltdown and stuff. And then now and, and kind of people were like all like enjoying it. Yeah and, yeah. and I'm sure we were like having moments of like, this is entertaining. And it, now I just think that same thing couldn't happen oh, the no. same way because there's like a movement to like understand how fucked up that is and how objectified she was as a woman and how like mental health has even come into question. Like, yeah. No, what I think it might be is like the canceling, of women is so much easier than the canceling of men. Oh, There's something about yeah. like like Lena Dunham energy, like right, like like we were talking about her canceled. recently. It's like, oh yeah, she's absolutely like obliterated from media, right? But like literally, Joe Rogan can like exist, yeah, and, and just thrive. Say anything he wants. Like there's constantly. something yeah. about like, and then it's still men who like scream about cancel culture, and it's like you've never been canceled. Yeah. Like yeah. even Louis C.K. Like, doesn't he like have a special, like it's like, yeah, it's just, I think there's some, there's a crazy like unfairness like to standard. how we hold. We literally yeah, control women's bodies. Yeah. We like, as like a society and as men are like, you are literally like below us. And then also we hold you to higher standards at the same time. Like there's something mm. there that so I think in 30 years we'll look back and hopefully be like, 
<laughs> progressed. How did we? Yeah. And like, but then now I'm like, that's why we're talking. The episode about today is so frustrating because we've made a video about what actually happens when you get an abortion like six years ago. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, it felt really important. And we were focusing on like Texas. We were focusing on parts of mm-hmm. the world where abortions were illegal and explaining how dangerous it was. And it just felt like I didn't think that six years later we would be making a podcast about yeah. all of America. Like, it's really sad. And also, I went on that video today and it was like really interesting. Like, mm. there's 63,000 comments. It's actually like really, really, really good comments. But only recently have they started up again. Like, mm, like it got uh, this, like another win, do you mean? Or of contentious comments. Like, yeah. there's this time if you go to like the top comments, it's like all these people being like, I came here for like, the crazy fighting and found like really beautiful explanations. Like this was so well done. Like mm. this was a really great way of explaining these things. Like, thank you. Like really positive. And they were all from like five years ago, four years right. ago. And then when I went to like the last like two weeks, there's so many more comments mm. and they're so divisive. And it's like, you're, you just, <laughs> you've just like added even more fuel to the divisiveness of everything that's going on. Like there's no yeah. good coming out of this at all. Of, of the political, of the, of the rover yeah part. sorry oh, okay, yeah like there's yeah. like it's just so like on top of the fact that so many women are now going to die it's like awful for like the peace quote unquote that is like necessary to america's culture by reinvigorating this yeah conversation. but I, I mean this is what if they're like a lot of i know not everyone who believes this is a christian fundamentalist but it's like you to them that's good to like stop abortion that's their perspective they don't think that they're like causing more pain. They think they're causing less. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get into that. I have lots of information about how many yeah. Christian fundamentalists Jumped have gone got abortions. Bit, yeah. yeah. Cause there's quite a few. Okay. You ready? And then we'll come back. Yeah. We can do this. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible. I love to read, but I'm also a busybody freak who likes to read while washing dishes, while running, while on me mental health walk. That's why I think Audible is a perfect solution. So Audible is the world's leading provider of spoken word all in one place. They offer audiobooks, but also podcasts. I didn't know this, but theatrical performances, comedy, and so much more. Currently, I'm listening to The Disordered Cosmos, which I personally love a lot right now but also really recommend that people listen to the handmaid's tale read by claire danes if you've seen claire danes cry in romeo and juliet you know she can act okay (laughs) so you can listen to audible whenever and wherever making audible a great place to get lost in the world of entertainment new members can always try audible for 30 days free like me, that's how I started, and then I just kind of got hooked. Sign up to Audible today at audible.com slash ASAP Science, or this one's cool. You can text, text ASAP Science to 500 500, and then the like promo will come up. <laughs> okay, so that's audible.com slash ASAP Science, or text ASAP Science to 500 500 on your phone, and the promo comes up. Have you heard about microdosing? It's become a lot more common for people exploring ways to feel mentally or physically better. And so we want to thank Microdose Gummies for sponsoring today's podcast episode. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that can help you feel just the right amount of good. They can help boost creativity, improve sleep, and you know we're very passionate about sleep here at Side Note, me in particular. For some, they're even helping with anxiety and pain, and they also taste amazing, which doesn't hurt 
when it's going down. My personal journey with THC has been interesting, and I honestly wish I knew more about microdosing back in the day. For me, it's become a way to subtly relax and often turn my brain into creative mode while writing music or thinking through my next project. And the fact that the gummies come pre-dosed and you know exactly what you're getting has been really amazing for me. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use the code SIDENOTE to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com and the code is SIDENOTE. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Okay. Um, this is, might be, I don't think it has to be a crazy intense conversation, but I think it's like, obviously, obviously we're both pro-choice. Um, and I, I'm curious how many people who listen to our podcast are not. Um, and honestly, like when I first started prepping for this episode, I was thinking like, oh yeah, we're just going to like ream into that and be so pissed. But then I was like, maybe there are some people who listen to this that are pro-life that I would act that that would be sort of like reachable. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Like in terms well, of like having uh, a that honest conversation yeah. that's not just focused on being like, how are these people so crazy? Well, okay. I don't, one I don't thing, know. Like, okay. I, I think that's not the right approach. I don't think it's ever the right approach to be like angry and say that people are crazy. And I think even just being like Christian fundamentalists are like, I even think that can sometimes be like a hyperbolic way of staying mad. Like as like a Mm -hmm. queer person, it's so easy to go to these like extreme people and say they represent so many more. Mm -hmm. I think like from what a lot of the research I was doing was realizing that there are, there are people who are pro-life who then end up in a situation where they need to have an abortion and have an abortion and still sometimes say that they are pro-life because Mm -hmm. They're like, if my circumstances were different, I wouldn't have had, like, I didn't want to do this. Yeah. Um, And then also, like, this recent study I read said that only 19% of people in America think that abortion should be illegal firmly. Yeah. Like, so there's a lot of... 14.8% are consistently pro-life through the years. But that's that's what I think. The thing I... I think pro-life and pro-choice are, like, are very binary terms for something that a lot of people probably mm-hmm. fall on a spectrum because it's a really complicated well, issue. Well, that is what, so like mm. 43.8%, this is in America, are consistently pro-choice, 148 are consistently pro-life, and the rest are context-dependent views. So that's only really filling like, you know, 60% of the spectrum with the rest being like, you know, I have like maybe a 
varying also, opinion. Pro life is a is a weird term because yeah. it's like we're about to explain to you how so many people are going to die because of yes, it. I think it's that's not a fair where term. the anger comes from, and also yeah, like right or it, I don't know. Not. I just thought about that. Is no one one hundred percent like okay. if that's what a lot of the arguments from people who are supporting even just like these programs is not only because they're tied up in sex education and they're like linked with um access to education and healthcare and these kinds of things like it's frustrating when you look at so many stats that show abortion bans or restrictions do more damage to life often than the help that people are uh, acting like they do um and we'll go also, through some of those well stats, one thing but. i will say is that when i was like learning science in uni- actually in high school and i remember learning about like the egg hitting you know Sorry, the sperm hitting the egg. <laughs> me trying, <laughs> me really trying. <laughs> We'd be like pro women. I'm like the egg does all the work. It moves towards the sperm. The sperm doesn't even move. No, that's one thing the sperm does. Other moves, but the, um, and then you know like the zygote and how the cells sort of start to proliferate and fold in on themselves and like create like your asshole first because your deuterosomes and whatever and like by the definition of quote-unquote life that isn't life because like life you know it needs to be able to survive on its own have a metabolism all these things that 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 like zygote doesn't have but i remember thinking like oh my god like i'm pro-life like i had this that time or i don't even want to say pro-life strong yeah like in high school just being like wait a second abortions are bad like i just remember having that thought because i was learning about the science of a sperm egg whatever it was only when i started to in university like investigate in a course about how like import how integral abortions are to saving women's lives how in places like america like all the talking points we're about to talk about that i that i started to go oh my god Mm -hmm. okay i'm pro-choice like i i just want to empathize but like it's you know what i mean like it's not fair to just come in and be like it's so crazy that you're pro-life because that's, no, I don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. I don't. And that's not what I meant to say. I think I meant like coming from the angry side of thinking of these people who like picket um, Planned Parenthoods and harass yeah, people. Yeah, like crazy. obviously it's easy to come in with a lot of anger. And yeah. All I meant was thinking of our audience and thinking of, I know the people that often like enjoy our content and even our friends and family, like have similar political views and yeah, it's yeah. easy to come together sometimes and be like, yeah, fuck those people. Yeah. Um, but then I just, it occurred to me like there probably is like the, for if lots of Americans listen to this podcast, 40% of people are like context dependent and I'm sure like most people kind of are context dependent, right? Like that is the whole point of pro-choice though, in my yeah, mind, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that it's like, it is context dependent and there's often like a lot of views around who this boogie woman is yeah. that's like making these decisions and that they've just been like careless and reckless and they're that's just like awful. their form of plan B is abortion. Like there's all these ideas that is not definitely true of everyone who is quote unquote pro-life, but like often are thrown out there. Like this is a punishment. You must yeah. have this child. Yeah. Um, and but, but my point was more like it takes time. It takes effort to understand the clear reason why abor- abortion being legal mm-hmm. are so important. Like it's yeah. not as obvious. It's not as simple. Right. It's like with so many of these conversations, it's like, yeah, if you just want to like have the like clearest wrong answers so you can live your life freely like sure right. go with it but the actual truth yeah is like much more complicated implication that falls yes. out from yeah a banning abortions is maybe much greater than some people are willing to like 
talk about or think yeah, about. Yeah, so that's yeah. what we're going to talk about. And it's so much <laughs> yeah. easier to just talk about like the singular yeah. cell form or yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. just being like, like, and like, yeah, exactly. Because objectively, like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Most people are like, yeah, like death and killing is not good. Yeah. And like when you only start from that as your whole point of opinion, then, mm-hmm. then yeah, of course that's what you think. Well, that was again the first thing was just like, just that abortions, regardless of whether they're illegal or illegal, are going to happen. It is like, there's been countless studies on this. There's been studies of countries where abortions are illegal, where abortions are, are legal. And there's very little difference, in many cases, no difference between those countries of whether it's legal or legal. The only thing that changes is the amount of unsafe abortions that happen and the amount of women that die. So to me, that was one of the first times where I was like, okay, I so clearly understand where I fall. Because, of course, no one is saying that like abortions are these amazing things. Right. But it's it's a part of life. It's a part of the societies that we live in. They're going to happen. And we've built our whole entire lives around the fact that these things are going to happen. And we understand also, in obvious cases, how much of the time it is not the woman's fault. How much of the time it is the men's fault. And there's a lot of stats about that, about abusive relationships, about... We can, I'll get more into that later. The main thing I think to take away is just that this isn't going to change how many abortions are going to happen in America. Right. All it's going to change is how many unsafe abortions there are and how many women are going to die. It's it's just it's as simple as that for me when you actually right. look at the stats. And these are like pretty incredible studies all over the world. And it's just sad because I think that's sort of for me like where like the conversation in many ways ends. Because I understand that this is not trying to protect women. This is not trying to protect poor women. Life, this isn't trying to protect right? life. Like if that yes. is the assumption. And I guess that's where people kind of talk about like a fetus is the easiest form of defending life because you don't have to care about what their political beliefs are. You don't have to care about what they're going to grow up and do. Like it's so they have no implication on society yet. That's people often it's frustrating when you're like you care about them until birth and then after that you don't give a shit anymore. Like you mean what if, they're not interested in like, like social child care yeah, and like, like any providing like financial care. aid to parents. Yeah. And, and like um I don't know. There's just like so many That's ways so in which intense caring and true. about a fetus is the easiest way because it's so non-offensive. It's literally a perfect being in your mind versus caring about like a 16-year-old kid who like is troubled or whatever their background is. Like suddenly you don't care anymore or even like a five-year-old, right? Or like just like I don't want to give out like food stamps because poor people are exactly. lazy they, and they deserve it. And it's like, yeah. well that's all intertwined in this. If you're forcing people to have children who don't want to, for whatever reason, one of which may be financial stability. Yeah. That's then you aren't supporting that child's life in the first place. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, a quarter of people. This was only a study of a thousand women, Okay, but sorry, 40% were saying that they were getting an abortion because they could not afford the child. And they thought if they had it, they wouldn't be able to survive. This is in America. So out of a thousand, this is a study of a thousand people getting an abortion. We shouldn't say women because it's not, sure. like you can have a vagina yeah. and not be a woman. A thousand people getting an abortion, 40% did not think that they could survive and look after the kid based on money. So it's like one reason. A third, again, of a thousand people said it was due to partner related re- reasons. So like they didn't have a supportive partner or person in their life anymore who was like going to 
to, to support like, be them part of their or life. and then in many of the cases was an abusive partner so it's like it's another frustrating situation <clears throat> where men just get to like i'm like i don't even think i got to even have an opinion on this like men just get mm-hmm. to sit back and watch this happen when they are a part of it because a third of the people who were choosing to get abortions was because they were in an abusive relationship with someone they got they had now are in a situation where they're like, I cannot be tethered to this person. And then there was other studies just about how violence against women increases in places where they can't get abortions because they're now tethered to these men who are abusing right. them. Whereas then when they can get the abortion, they can cut off that relationship and they end up safer. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's just so frustrating how these conversations like that sort of boogeyman women you said thing was so menacing because it just takes the men out of this situation, which is so unfair that we live in like a world where there's such power and patriarchy in men. And then when it comes to this divisive issue, that's so integral to everything, men just got to tap out and yeah. control women's bodies. It's like, totally. it's just like, it's like the laws of like, it's just unfair. Like, it's just yeah. like, how is this fair? It's the frustrating. Man, like <laughs> the government should be able to use that man's body for nine months. However they please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I like, know. I know there's all those like, obviously yeah. I'm just kidding in that sense, but it's yeah. just like, it does feel like men in these instances. And let's not like, also like there are lots of men who are supporting and want their wives to have abortions as well. And who are like victims to this issue as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That lots of people are forced to have kids who just like otherwise would not have them. Um, but lots of times I feel like men get to escape this responsibility that the boogie woman is forced to like maintain. Like she was promiscuous. If she didn't want to have a baby, she, or they should have not been having sex. They should have been more careful that, but it's like, well then what is the man's responsibility in this? Why can they just like go off and be fine and not legally be bound to anything? Yeah. If like a woman is forced to have an abortion, what is a man forced to do? Yeah. Fuck, now it's like, God, do, I, why, do we have to become lawyers? I'm kidding. We don't need more man lawyers. I'm kidding. Oh, my God. I thought it was interesting. Um, one of the biggest, or sorry, the strongest predictor for anti-abortion views is anti-abortion. sexism and belief in traditional gender roles. So, like, hmm. other correlates, things that correlate strongly with... Um, it's like the older you are, the more religious you are, the more conservative you are, the less likely you are to support abortion. But the strongest predictor of anti-abortion views is sexism and belief in traditional gender roles. But interestingly, um, the sexism part of it, rather than misogyny, it was benevolent sexism, like this belief that women should be cherished and protected. You know what I mean? It's not like always sexism, like men are thinking they're better than women. It's like the type of person who like has this benevolent sexist view. Benevolent sexism yeah have you heard that before no i'm like saying it over and over in my head because i'm like well think of it like because misogyny is often like you know like this almost awful treatment of women and believing that they're lesser than but there's this kind of sexism that kind of upholds women to being a certain way they're they're fragile we need to protect them like we're knights in shining armor and that's like a form or can be a form of sexism, Hmm. sexism as well so I thought that was interesting. That that's, was that is interesting because mm-hmm. I sometimes I can see myself in those situations and being like, that feels fucking weird that the guy's acting like that. Yeah. But I don't know how to put my finger on it. Because on like, the outside, benevolent it sexism. <laughs> yeah, because like I've definitely been around misogynists, and it's really easy to be like, you're scary yeah, as fuck. Exactly. And like I'm and like you. But then there's that other one where you're like, this it's is sometimes weird. Like these beliefs, <laughs> like sometimes the belief in these gender roles can 
in their mind be like a nice thing, a beautiful thing. But you're like, well, there's still, it's still like so intertwined in a structure that can like lock women and men into positions that are mm-hmm. not necessarily. And men, that's the thing. Like yeah. it's, it's separate. But when we talk about sexism and all this toxic masculinity and all mm-hmm. that stuff, it's like the men are victim too. And we see well, it all the time. And, and I I'm think that learning. it's like part of the big part here too, that men are victims too. And like, obviously in the case of like having to have a pregnancy, um, the woman is like the victim, but it is like, it's sad that we have to be like, men, you're victims too. You should care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's really sad. Yeah. Um, something that I found interesting, unless you were in the middle. No, of no, no, no. Go off. Sis. I, like <laughs> I'd come across, uh, a theory and political science because the question is like if only 14.8 percent or whatever it was of yeah mine was like from 2014 it was 19 so 19 percent and i'm assuming that's america as well yeah 19 are, america are saying pro, that they're pro-life quote unquote. no they're saying that abortion should be illegal oh sorry okay yes yeah oh then mine was using the terms pro-life oh, so wow. slightly different okay. um but the question is like why is it such a contentious issue and how is there like how is the supreme court undoing all this progress yeah. if such a small percentage of people it's causing it, it is like wants it to be illegal. yeah so you, you have information on that because i'm actually like why so i came across some writing on this and it was related to something called the power law which describes how agendas are often set and how minorities in this case maybe less than 20 percent um care an extreme amount about an issue while the majority cares to a smaller degree. And as a result, that 20% puts in so many more resources into fighting this issue. So they protest more, they make more noise, it becomes a single issue voter or single issue voters, how you say that. Um, and they give away huge amounts of money. Hmm. And so people compare this kind of issue similar to climate change. It's like lots of people care a little, but oil companies care a lot that they can like make their profits and will do whatever it takes to stop the movement towards like a, a better oh world. God. And so that impacts obviously how laws get passed. But what through like through lobbying? Through yeah. Like- well, if you think about like even movements for like women's rights, for the ability to vote, for all these things often are led by minority groups at the time. So it can be a great thing. Like it can be the beginning edge of a progressive movement hmm. often starts as small, but hopefully that tips over eventually. And then like most people believe that women should be able to vote. <laughs> I know. Um, it's so crazy. Even the word progressive, like everyone's like, oh, like progresses i'm like progress yeah like yeah isn't that the whole <laughs> point like we're like okay like you just don't want to progress like it's yeah. so weird i've always found that like interesting like because uh-huh. it's like conservative you're trying to keep things the Maintain same the like status quo I, I mean i just can't relate to that as a human but i've also like maybe i'm just like bad at empathizing but i'm like aren't those words like don't mm. you want to have progress like i don't know it's always confused me because i just always have assumed progress is good but i think maybe some people truly think progress that is in their mind or, it, or in their mind it's not progress like it's uh, not a progress like they're like they is, shouldn't be called progressives because perhaps or i'm just yeah maybe they believe in these values and their version of progress on those values is different hmm. and you're right they maybe it would just be like that's a word that mm-hmm. i think is a misnomer but it feels like so much energy is going into stopping progress Progress. which i find just really interesting because i'm like yeah the thing that (laughs) gives me at least hope this is not 
this doesn't make now easier for America or the rest of the world, which I think is facing a lot of similar issues, yeah, right? Yeah. Like not just about abortion rights, but we're seeing like tons of political issues all over. But the even world like about abortion, dividing rights. Like classes in Poland, and, it yeah, happened totally. Like all, yeah, it just like it's. I feel like it's important to remind ourselves that like it. It took a lot of work and time to fight for these things in the first place. And yes, we have like a major decision made now, but we will just keep fighting back. And that's like not. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like knowing people literally fought for so long, even for gay marriage. You know what I mean? Like people mm -hmm. went through and created unions and created like organizations of people in to go to Congress, to go fight and push for political change. And it takes a long time. And it's like we can't let just this one decision yeah. deflate us and make us feel like it's over. We lost. It's like, no. You have to like find a way to fight and get that progress yeah, back. Yeah. Like and progress. I do see that starting to happen. You start to see like I'm like now again trying to not read about America and learn about Canada, but I'm learning about how their political system works even more as people mm -hmm. try to talk about how to, to like ensure that we keep women alive and safe yeah. in America. It's like okay, like interesting because of course like what's at stake here is truly that women are just gonna die mm -hmm. and poor women are gonna die mm -hmm. and it's like tragic. So it's like. People are going to fight and it is even interesting to see how in the last week, like you see how people are starting to explain how politics works and how there are ways to mm -hmm. change this where I never thought I'd even have an understanding about how politics work yeah. that deeply because I was just trying to like piece together what the people were even trying to say. Yeah. So you're right. People are going to continue to make sure that large swaths of women don't die. Yeah. But what's really sad is that right now it's like, that's what's confusing. So like one thing that like I was reading about was just like ectopic pregnancies mm -hmm. and just how con like they're really common. Like one in a hundred pregnancies are ectopic, which means that the baby starts to develop in the fallopian tubes, mostly like in the fallopian tubes rather than in the uterus. Yeah. And so it's really dangerous and like two to out the, of to the mother's life. Yeah. Yeah. To both. Well, well yeah. Two out of four. So two to four out of a thousand ectopic pregnancies result in death Okay. in America. And so it's like a very, when it happens, it's like you have to treat it. And it's like a lot of these deaths actually are preventable because it's apparently in America, there's a lot of like Catholic hospitals and places. People are apparently like not as versed in ectopic pregnancies because of how it's like a specialization almost. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was like or when I was reading this study, it was just generically just said that it just said other countries with like our healthcare system are taught it more openly. Whereas okay. like there's like weird privatized like Catholic hospitals or something oh, that right. won't teach right. how to do this. Anyways, they're saying way more people are dying of ectopic pregnancies in America than Canada, for example. Okay. But right now it's like legally people are confused if they can even do the procedure. Like there's in between things right after Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Like, where I'm are like, we allowed to I'm just saying like you can this? fight yeah. through the, the law right now, but what's already happened is so tragic and dangerous mm -hmm. that people aren't sure if they can even treat people yeah. who have ectopic pregnancies. Who like might die how the hell did the Supreme, the yeah. embarrassment of the Supreme court, which it is right now, not yeah. think about that. Yeah. Like at the very least put a caveat that says like, but ectopic yeah. pregnancy, it's like, like, no, you just, abortions are allowed. <laughs> and I think that's also what is like menacing is like, now I'm freaking learning about the Supreme court. It's like all that shit Oof. that Donald Trump did is like, he did, he yeah. did fuck their democracy because mm -hmm. it's like now I'm like law. The Supreme Court is 
the hijacked joke. I mm. like, you know what I mean? If you yeah, start even thinking as someone not that, from the country yeah. being like, that's yeah, it's like, how can you legit like you didn't not a think about ectopic yeah. pregnancies and you just <laughs> yeah. did this thing and you're yeah. okay, like mm. that's embarrassing embarrassing and really scary <laughs> yeah like read a book also another study in 2014 found that a quarter of the people who got abortions in america identified as catholic and 13 percent identified as evangelical protestant so it's say like, that again oh a study in 2014 found that a quarter of the people who got abort again this is a study so they're like doing yeah, yeah. surveys and it was like uh-huh. confidential a quarter of the people were identified as Catholic and 13 identified as evangelical Protestant. Mm, I had read something similar. It was like 30% of people in a certain, like I, I didn't write this down, but were Christian. Well, it's just, it's just sort of like, sometimes there's like this religious, it's just like unfair for us to like, be like those religious people are anti-abortion. It's like, though, there's probably a lot of those religious people who are like trapped and they, as we've seen, have gotten abortions because they're Yeah. Well, I like, guess that's what can be frustrating to me. Also, you know, I have like grew up in a Catholic environment, so have a little bit of resentment towards like religion in a way that maybe you don't mm. you grew up in like a healthy environment. Um, I think it's frustrating because, and maybe this is my version of the boogie person on the other side <laughs> is like, they only care when it affects them. I know that's not Wait, true. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like the people are Christian and spouting that abortion's wrong until it happens to them and they have oh, the resources to do it. And yeah. that does ha- that happens with healthcare too. It's people being like, why would I pay for these people who are not pulling themselves up by their bootstraps, but uh, bootstraps, but as soon as they have a, like they have cancer. Oh my gosh. Like I, I'm so glad that I had like money to help me with my health, like health. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we should afford that to everyone. Mm-hmm. And it frustrates me seeing people who otherwise would be picketing. And you you obviously these stories get highlighted in the media. It's like leopards ate my face. It's like people who were fighting for one thing and then it happens to them and suddenly. Like you know how many freaking Republican Congress people probably have hooked up with and had to get, give their little side piece on abortion? And don't blink twice about it. <laughs> You're looking at me and I'm like scared. <laughs> I'm like, think- I'm not in your eyes. I'm uh, not like- <laughs> no, it's like... <laughs> It's just like it's they don't hold themselves to the same standards. I don't mm-hmm. think I think that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. I know. And, and I th- I think that is. So too- I don't have said that. No, no, you can have said that. I'm just like, I, I don't have that same type of thing because I don't know. Like, that's never I don't Super know anyone. Cool. Yeah, I don't like I don't know any of those stories. So I'm just like, I can only imagine that's true. But I haven't like I don't read those. I don't go on Reddit. <laughs> I don't get the intense information. <laughs> Another thing that I think is frustrating and important to remember so annoying that we just live in a frustrating time but it's like constantly science and statistics tells us that sex education is the Mm -hmm. only way for us to actually combat abortions like if we want them to stop yeah we educate and support resources towards these issues towards unwanted pregnancies and it's like even contraceptive contraception that's the thing that gets to me with the like well, you were sort of talking about the anger and like, well, like your anger towards Catholic religion. What frustrates me about that is like, you can't, you can't be anti-abortion and, and support and anti-contraception. It's yeah. like, what the hell? Like to me, like everything starts falling apart and it's like, you just hate yeah. women. Okay. Like, but well, you probably do. But like, now I'm going crazy. Now I'm going, now I'm on Reddit. <laughs> now I'm on Reddit typing on Reddit. <laughs> but in 2009, Colorado began offering teens free IUDs. Without like without needing parental consent, within eight years, teen pregnancy dropped by fifty four percent, and teen abortion rates dropped by sixty four percent. Since what? Sorry, 
What was the first thing you said? I missed it. I missed it. Oh, they in Colorado they began offering teens IUDs without parental oh, consent. Okay. So there you go. It's like right. okay. Like it's literally just giving people the if you don't, if you're so don't want abortions, which are going to happen no matter mm-hmm. what. But the only way to combat it is to teach people about sex education, give them yeah. contraceptions, not have to which you're not which I just feel like the people who are like, you know what I mean? Who want like wanting to make abortion illegal are for some reason also not wanting their kids to learn about, about sex. sex openly yeah. and how and like and that's there's in- a lot of shame oh. around sex. It's like, well, you were a slut, you deserve it. It's kind of like oh, that's God. the attitude. It's like, do we need to have an abstinence episode? Because like, it's like, ah, that doesn't work, it doesn't, people. It's, yeah, it's like we the, know the, that. Literally. I we probably have to have an abstinence episode. Yeah, like, well, the answer is it doesn't work, okay? Like, <laughs> no, I know, but people probably have their I own. I mean, when it comes to abortions and when it comes yeah. to, like, these but things. Obviously, I'm like, actually writing and, it down because I want to know what people who preach abstinence, like, from a science standpoint, like, what uh, they could even I had think. read something in one of these studies about <laughs> places that, um, promote abstinence first and their real, like their rates of abortion. And it's just I, like, I, I know, right but now. it's also just like, I want to know what the scientific attempts at a talking point for that other side would be. Mm-hmm. And it might not exist, but I'm curious. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like abstinence is a good episode idea. I think Okay. Yeah. after we do some light lens coming up. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't mean, about yeah, sphincters, anal hole. Um, while you're doing that, something to piggyback off of what you said was in, since 2006, abortions have fallen by 26%. Want to know what happened in 2006? Probably like sex education. Plan B became over the counter in America. Wow. So okay, we like should it, talk about the difference between plan B and like... Yeah, so, well, plan B does not work if fertilization has occurred. All it does is stop fertilization. So, like, you... and. You know, it's sometimes a misconception that once the sperm's inside, you're getting pregnant. Sometimes it can be there for like days before the egg is maybe not fully released yet or it's mm. coming down. It depends on like which which stage we are at in ovulation. Um, so plan B is basically like making that not happen. So the worry for some people, like it, it, it is not an abortion in any way, shape or form because fertilization has not happened. And also, I think another thing to get into is like, so much propaganda happens on the side of people trying to say that abortion should be illegal. And it's really unfair. Like when you think about the people like picketing and like the signs, it's like, so most of the um, abortions that are happening, it's like an oral contraceptive. It's like, it's not this thing that everyone thinks it is. And it's like frustrating because it's like, that is now illegal. Like there are ways now that everyone's talking about how you can just send the medication to people. Like people yeah. are going to figure out ways people get this oral medication, but that is not even the way I ever thought of. Like right. I didn't know that until we did our video about abortion. I always was picturing it as this like insane procedure, mm-hmm. which it's not only 1.2% of abortions occur after 21 weeks, mm-hmm. 1.2%. And so this oral tablet is effective 49 days from your last menstrual period. So most of the people who are having abortions are doing this. It has mifeprestone and essentially just blocks progesterone which causes the uterus to contract and the embryos expelled as like a heavy period so it's like that is now illegal right. like that it's like even just like that it's like oh my god like that's that, like all the people picketing and everything we're told even in the media is that's not what an abortion is we're never told that right and then 92% of legal abortions take place in the first 13 weeks of gestation 92% mm-hmm. first 13 weeks like it just it's frustrating too when you even think that 
like I not that I've like seen those picketer signs, but like right. I have. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, literally. Yeah. And I kind of look at the sign and I'm like, it's scary, and I'm just not gonna look at that. But it's like and that's you're, like, not even using young people is usually I mean, actually it's not just happening to young people. Like obviously there are lots of older people who are getting abortions. Um but like it is just so sad to think of like you're attacking individuals like so often at their like this goes back to the boogie woman and you know, a boogie person where it's like yeah, that person, person obviously thought about going to an abortion clinic. Like yeah, yeah. it's not like they were just like, okay, time to go. Like people have to like contemplate, think about, are scared, are like stressed, are anxious for days, and it's just like you're going to go attack them with this image that they're just there flippantly as it's though like, they just the like get getting french fries man. yeah exactly. there should be some law that they have to like but no but like i was like that they have to be there it's like no because in many cases they are abusive and you don't want them there. yeah so like never mind that doesn't work mm -hmm. also apparently part of the supreme court thing was about pain and so it was like 99 percent of abortions 99 percent of them occur before the cortex is developed and so, like, although a fetus can have, like, a reflex, like, if you put something in and touch it, like, it'll move its hand away. If there's no cortex there, and it might even have pain receptors, it can't feel pain. Mm -hmm. So, there's also this, like, weird way that they, like, tried to utilize pain in this Roe versus Wade thing, which is scientifically inaccurate. Mm -hmm. Because 99% of the abortions are happening before the cortex. And when, and the, that 1.2% of abortions that are happening after that time, which this whole thing's based on and all those signs are based on... It's people who have found out that their fetus has like severe abnormalities right. or that something's right. going to happen where they're going to die or the kid is going to like be severely like have a horrible quality of life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's so much scientific and statistical evidence that's just like got dropped yeah. out of all of these like and concepts even, that it's like, what the hell? Even I would say if those things aren't true, like of course, sorry, they are true. Even if there are some people having abortions because they want to not because there's a severe abnormality, mm -hmm. not because it's an ectopic pregnancy. Like it does come down to that conversation around bodily autonomy. And I know yeah. there's a lot of angles, like everyone's trying to talk about this from, I don't know which is the best angle. That's why we're just kind of like talking about the science, but yeah. I have heard, obviously it is like every person deserves their own bodily autonomy. Mm -hmm. And I saw a good, um, like not debate but what would you say like a talking point on this where somebody was like no one deserves to have more autonomy over my body than myself like regardless mm. of if it means they die so like if my kid needs my kidney to live do i have to give it to them no that's my bodily autonomy, right? Like if you're the perfect donor to give somebody something, it's still your choice whether or not you do that. Mm. And I think like a woman gets to make that choice. Yeah. Why should a fetus, even if we're saying it's can feel pain, it can feel whatever, like even in these extreme cases, why mm. should it have more rights over this person's body than this person? Holy fuck, that's so intense. And now I'm like even more depressed. <laughs> just because it's like no it's just a really good point and i'm just like wow like that shit's so depressing yeah no it we is we have to go there tomorrow to america <laughs> oh, oh to america <laughs> i was like, like, like no i'm just like like should we just go to a protest like i'm like what else are we gonna do when we're there? are they <laughs> happening it's the other thing i'm like are there uh, protests yeah i honestly like hit the like, streets people yeah people i don't know like in the way that people were like 
when gun laws weren't changed after all these kids died, like we knew it would never change ever. It's kind of like America. Like we're seeing Poland literally like protest like crazy over their abortion laws in the streets. I obviously I'm seeing some protests yeah. and stuff in America, but I kind of expected like a lot more if I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think that's what's so sad and what's so menacing. It's people are exhausted. Yeah. That's true. Like I can't fault people for that. I still think hit the streets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm and like, obviously but, it's like organized too. Like but, not that hitting the streets isn't effective, but there are obviously lots of people actively trying to engage. Even if this come becomes law, like what can they do going yeah. forward to keep people safe, to provide safe options and then in mm -hmm. the future move politically to, to make But it. it's like, I think it is like particularly menacing in America right now because of all the other aspects of their faulty society, like their lack of free healthcare. It's like in America, 14 out of a hundred thousand childbirths were result in death. Mm. Like that's really, really sad. And that is not a statistic that occurs in places where there is universal healthcare. Mm -hmm. So now that statistic is going to become higher because people are now being forced yeah. to give birth. And, and for example, like an abortion procedure is so much more safe than having a kid in America. Mm -hmm. So it's just like the statistics of even that, the statistics of the fact that an abortion is more is 14 times sorry that giving i can't even i actually can't even fathom it the, the fact that giving birth is 14 times as dangerous as an abortion because of your healthcare system is so scary that mm -hmm. like to be spending time to reverse these other things that are just going to make your already faulty healthcare system worse mm -hmm. is like so menacing because i think that's the scariest thing for america right now is that like there are things that need to happen. You need universal health care. You need to be taxing the rich to uplift the poor. You need to have a better um, education system. Like the world knows that you, I don't know, maybe you don't know that, but like other people are watching and know that. But then the things that seem to be happening, even under a democratic leadership are the opposite. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's hard. I think maybe even that's part of the reason, like what hitting the streets, like what, like mm -hmm. when you start stacking up all the issues, it becomes harder and harder to understand what yeah, you're like even fighting to, for. Yeah. yeah. And how to make it. Cause then, then there's a shooting today on July 4th. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Then and all then of a the sudden it's like literally yeah. on fire. And now you're like, LA will probably light up in flames soon. And yeah. then you did we'll this Supreme court thing with EPA. It's like, like yeah. I want to go talk about climate change, hmm. but other people want to talk about this. Other people want to talk about guns. And it's just like all those things need to change. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, not only are they not changing, like other things are. So obviously the fight, the fight, is that even the right word? Sounds like an intense word. Like there's more, like things are going to get better. Things are like, you know what I mean? Like things are going to change <laughs> for the better. Right. And people are going to take action. Like they are. Yeah. Um, I hope so. It does just feel like the last like six years have been hell <laughs> well, in this kind of way like maybe yeah. it's because we're more blind to the progress of things that are happening and maybe progress is slower and this is just a bump in the road and i do think but... with progress there's always backlash like i've always felt that way and i and i haven't felt that same way about the last six years like i know it was like really hard for you and it was obviously hard for me like i'm a rosie o'donnell fan like you know i like obviously <laughs> have hated donald trump since i saw him in home alone like i've hated mm -hmm. the man forever so there was a lot of reasons why that was exhausting. Um, 
but I do think that there still are amazing things that are going to happen and are capable of happening. Mm-hmm. But I, d- yeah, no, I'm like, I just can't get this I mean, Roe versus Wade thing out of my head. It's so America, bad. And there's a point where yeah. it's just like, we do have to think about Canada because these things are starting to happen here too. Yeah. Like yeah. it bleeds in. And that's like, part of me is worried and scared and being like, it's worth my effort more to focus on our own country. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, like, I know this is, hyperbolic but it like is very reminiscent of the handmaid's tale and just like feeling like and maybe six years isn't a lot what do you mean why because it in the handmaid's tale like canada is the place they're trying to escape to and america has like slowly degenerated into like a christian fascist regime Mm. oh that yeah yeah and so it is just like seeing and and maybe this isn't what's happening but it's like the beginnings of what that would look like you know what i mean where like these religious ideals are starting to define a country that we have just said majority of people do not support i'm no i know i'm, I'm always scared because when i think of the handmaid's tale i'm like that's inaccurate because there's no way the canadian border would be able to hold up against america no, no i'm always like true. they would just come on in and barge right through and yeah but they might all. well yeah exactly I but I'd be like I'm, not, I'm just saying like you're i see what you mean like the canada is the worried safe that thing. if we don't focus on canada and that is what's happening in america then it can happen in canada too and yeah, that's why yeah. i'm like i need to like we need to be like very aware of what's happening and yeah because like all these kind of extremist beliefs which surely are inflamed by class division you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. economic struggles it's only getting worse and then people hang on to like any of these extreme ideals (laughs) because they think it's what will like save them it's also wild it's like get over your constitution babe like it's so <laughs> i know it's like aren't funny. they called amendments like make another yeah amendment. and i'm like they're <laughs> all like again. they're like oh we're actually like really good supreme court people because we're constitutionalists i'm like that's embarrassing you're yeah. just like you're listening to the piece of paper that a bunch of like really scary like white so men wrote long like ago. so long so no, and even, long ago and even some <laughs> of them there's like quotes of them being like these should be evaluated like every few decades yeah it's, like, it's crazy i know like, it's like that's not what they would have even wanted yeah. and even they were probably really bad people <laughs> like in today's standards like everyone in the 1800s was. yeah but it's just it's just wild because you're like they keep talking about this constitution and then when you leave america you're like honey babe like it's not that big a deal i know oh america i know america like babe you're sick we're all sick a little bit though but like it's really interesting though american like even the most like lefty american they still got it seeped into them like when we were living in la for a while i was just like you know this homelessness issue is like insane like i we had just come from mexico city where from our, you know, ignorant trip, it was like Mexico City just looked like a much more <laughs> thriving place than Los Angeles. Like it was just a note that we took. Like obviously yeah. we were living in LA for longer. There just was not obvious homeless people everywhere in the same way. And I brought that up to like truly a queer person at like a queer comedy show. And they couldn't take like it. Process like it, they yeah. or like they just they I was I said literally like you're sick. Like yeah. it was around <laughs> the time of like when Bernie had just lost mm-hmm. and it was just like you're so sick, America. Like, you just need healthcare. And they all were, like, pro-Bernie. Right. But they still can't handle it because there's such an American, like, the home of the brave vibe that they get. Like, the best country. Yeah, that we all watch from afar and we're like, lol, jokes. But, like, <laughs> then when you're there, you're like, oh, they all grew up with this. Like, there are things to yeah. be proud of and they can't... Like, I think it's really hard for Americans to be told that they're 
suffering because mm-hmm. that's not what they've been taught. They grew up in yeah, the, the 90s of Bill Clinton of like country in the world. Yeah, right? like we are in charge of the world. And as that slowly slips away, which it is, they haven't been trained, I think, to like take that critique and make things better. Yeah, and like I honestly want America to do well. Me too. You know, like from the outside in, like I don't like take pleasure in being. No, like, I here. literally like. It's also really scary for us. Yeah, no, I know, I know. And like when, like, like literally when Barack Obama I was like, I love America. Like, like, like there's like it's like when America's like feels doing like well. it's doing well, it's yeah. like all of a sudden like, it's like I on. like hot dogs and I like baseball. Um, but it's like now it's like oh no no no. And I do just, I always think about The Read. Like, The Read, um, one of my favorite podcasts, they always talk just about how mess they're like, this goddamn country, I gotta get out of it. And they've talked about how, like, that's like a really radical statement <laughs> in and around America. Mm. I, I think it's becoming more normalized now. And I think I think Canadians are especially, that's like what we do. We're well, like, to Canada be, sucks too. <laughs> yeah, I, definitely not everyone here thinks that. Oh. Like people, but we have to like, yeah, we just like Canada Day just passed. And I actually do think less and less people are being like, Canada Day. We're like being like, no, we're literally on stolen land that we murdered like so many yeah, yeah. people. And we need to actually like stop and acknowledge that we aren't this like perfect mm-hmm. country that we I really felt like no one was celebrating Canada Day. Yeah, and it is an interesting <laughs> just, to at least have those conversations and know that they're happening more and more frequent. And maybe they are in America too. Every mm-hmm. year, maybe more people are like, and I think, we need to reevaluate this. Yeah, and I think also in like a lot of like new immigrants to Canada, people who have maybe escaped situations and Canada has become a place for them where they now feel safe are like celebrating Canada Day. Mm-hmm. But I think even like those people who I also follow are still like, but, but like, still, then they yeah, show up and they're like, oh, this indigenous land, like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah like you, you like, can appreciate something and criticize it. At the yeah. Same time, yeah. I think, um, Oh gosh, there was something I was gonna bring up when we were just talking about. We're talking about kind of that like Americans like burning, like, but they like they like <laughs> they like, they, like and they're like they're not the best at dealing with it. Oh, America! I can't remember, but I am. You produced you Rosie O'Donnell. You produced Broadway. <laughs> I'm like, you're amazing. You're amazing, Michelle Obama. And I have like, hope. I have hope that you know all progress does wavelength you know what i yeah. mean does like bounce and up there's and down. the coolest fucking people in america you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's so freaking diverse like there's so many brilliant people like it's it is an amazing amazing place where mm-hmm. there are so many people who are not gonna let this happen it's just yeah. this is a big there's a big one this rover's is way overturning mm-hmm. it was like a big blow oh i remember what i was gonna say like the other day i was thinking about what will it feel like and when will i know i want to leave canada like if that what? happens like oh my god i was Mitch, like no because I, no i just had to i was like kind of putting myself in an american's shoes and being like do, do they not see it no and because you thinking state a fight i might no but like if if canada like there's there's like political parties in Canada are would love to erase okay, gay marriage where, here as but well. But where would you go? Like Scandinavia. Well, that's I'm not racist as that. New Zealand. They're not letting you in, hon. Well, now the pandemic's over, they might. No, Mitch. I'm I've so- got family there. <laughs> no, Greg, no. All I mean is there's lots of immigrants from other places to Canada that are escaping like countries that they deem as like that they think is bad. If Canada ever became a place, when would I know it was time to leave? That's what I'm asking myself. Like, yes, I'm not saying there's perfect countries in this world, but like if like gay marriage was reversed here, I would be like, this country is going in a really sad direction. 
Yeah. I know that's just one thing. And, and hopefully I would stay to fight. Else, you mean like. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's not like, I'm not like a single issue voter on that, <laughs> but um, it would matter to We're me. not planning to get We're married, not so married. it wouldn't affect us. It would just mean something that like the political landscape had changed enough and there's enough gotcha. people to support that, that that would make me sad to be living in this country. Yeah. As, but, as one example. Yeah. And I've never thought of that. Yeah, it was just like imagining a world where what if like, we're just seeing like some pretty extreme ideas and ideals popping up even in Canada Yeah, that disturb me. Hopefully the majority of people who don't agree with those speak up loud enough to stop those yeah. things from happening. But seeing it happening in America where mm -hmm. minority voices like of these like affluent, rich white people are making decisions that are going against popular opinion scares me. Yeah, that's fair. And so I just like was playing a little hypothesis yeah. or a little like imagine. No, I've never in my thought mind. about that. I'm like, I'm definitely not gonna leave here because like But you might one day. What if like you never know? Countries change really fast. And oh, hopefully our country my God. Oh I don't my know. God. Just a little thought experiment. Oh my god. Okay. Um, well we are planning I'll give to one, one Columbia last... for two months. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We have to bring this up earlier in the pod. If you're from Colombia, let us know. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move that. We're gonna move that. Um, for a bit. I was gonna end on a stat that was well. There was two separate studies, uh, but nearly all of women five years after having an abortion say it was the right decision. Hmm. One study said ninety five percent of women, and one study said eighty four percent. Yeah, that they either like had positive feelings or none at all, and that they weren't traumatized because there's lots of. Um, oh yeah, I've read a study about that. That was like whether you have an abortion or not. It doesn't affect how like quote unquote depressed you become. Like, yeah, the idea that women like, like suffer emotionally yeah, yeah, like not, for a long time not, from having an abortion. Yeah, that's not the that case. most women who did believe it was the right decision. Or people we sorry, this yeah, whole most time people. people with vagina. Yeah, sorry. Oh my god. Okay. Well, next week we're gonna do something real lighthearted. Thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. Super curious people's opinion. Yeah, this was long. Um and yeah, there's not really that much else to say other than the science is not on the side mm. of the Supreme Court. Okay. okay. <laughs> Enjoy your life. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.